Hey, Meeple Town, this is Dean. Before we get started on the episode, I just wanted to remind everybody that we are going to start a new segment where we're going to be answering questions that you ask us. And we've gotten some really good questions in, but I wanted to go ahead and throw this in at the beginning of the episode because we want more. So if you have questions for us, they might be about board games, it might be about John's inspiration for his songs, it could be really anything you want to talk about, send those to meepletownmail at gmail.com. And at some point, hopefully we'll get to those questions. So let's get started with episode 51. Hello, residents of Mapletown. This is Dean. Johnny Karate. And today we're going to be doing a review of My City, and we're going to be talking about our top five games we're looking to playing that are releasing at the end of this year in 2020. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for episode number 51. Residents of Meebletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed like a giant plum. In fact, Oompa Loompa Doompa Da Dee. I think we have a regular Violet Beauregard in this room right now. That's she's not a Oompa Loompa. But they're singing about her because she is a giant blueberry. Could which you? is not quite a plum. Dean legit has a very purple shirt on right now. I do. My wife, when I was leaving, said, I really like that shirt. It's a royal shirt of royalty. You're a royal plum Beauregard. <laughs> can I call you that for the rest of the show? You can show? call me Professor Plum. Royal Plum Beauregard. Since it's a, bo- a board game show, you can call me Professor Plum. That Willy Wonka is a great flick, by the way. Yeah. I had a roommate in college, Randy, who absolutely loved that movie and would watch it probably weekly. Whoa. Watched it a lot. Gene Wilder killed that film in a good way. Yeah, that was that's a, such a good movie. Yeah, it is. It is excellent. That is that's true. You know why I'm Johnny Karate? <laughs> you've been watching some. <laughs> you've been watching some Parks and Rec. Yeah. So my kids got a chance to, you know, they used to watch us watching the episode, uh, the episode, The Office here and there, and they would complain, I don't want to watch The Office. And then as they got a little older, now they're like, I want to watch The Office and eat it for breakfast and lunch and dinner. They liked it that much. Now we got them in, we started watching Parks and Rec, which admittedly so, y'all, Dean and I talked about this. Parks and Rec takes a little bit to ramp up. Go back and watch the first several episodes and stuff, and it was okay. It was decent. But then it is like full on. You hit season two, it gets better. Season three, you're, you know, you're flying. It's a yeah. great, it's a great, great, great show. At first they were like, mm, it's okay. But now they're fully in. We just watched the episode um, whenever they have the flu, which is absolutely hilarious. And the part whenever um, Leslie gets sick and what's his name? Andy was looking up her symptoms on the computer and says, <laughs> I'll just plug your symptoms into this thing, and it looks like you might have network connectivity problems. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. I think for, for us, so I was telling John before the show, we started watching this from the very get-go. My wife at the time worked for the Parks Department, and we had a really good friend who worked for the Parks Department, and we had these office viewing parties, and then Parks and Rec comes on as like this, 
show that is like The Office. And so yeah. our expectations were through the roof and we were let down. But now you're back. Yeah. Well, I mean, we it took a little while. I think we waited like a year, maybe two, and then went back and watched them or something like that. Like got caught up. But they're man, those are they're really good. They're fantastic. They are good. Well, do you want to do a poll? Okay. Does that sound good? I guess so. Let's try it. Let's try it. So this poll is based off of, hey, this is really hilarious. Instead of typing Twitter into my browser, I typed BGG poll. Because I typed BGG dash <laughs> something all You're right, John. Time. That was really funny. That was, was it funny? <laughs> it was stupid. Is that what you said? I thought no. you said funny. Roll Did back I? the tape. Hey. I, I, <laughs> I know what I say. Do you? Because if you recently watched our top 50 part three video on YouTube, John's number 30 Wrong. spoiler is Everdale. He starts off the video by saying, it's not a spoiler because we've already done it on the podcast. Spoiler if you haven't watched it. Yeah, but if you're listening to the podcast, you've probably heard it. Spoiler alert. John's <laughs> number 30 is Everdale. And he says, my number 30 is Everdale. And then he talks nonsense for about 10 minutes. And then comes back and I say, okay, let's talk about Everdell. And you said, you spoiled it. You said my pick. And I said, you said your pick about 45 minutes ago. And then you started talking all this nonsense. And turns out I was correct. I and Meeple Town's pointing it out. No, it's not. All it's, over the YouTubes. Dean was the one who edited that video. He obviously recorded me saying the word Everdell or got it from another something and plugged it in there. Fake news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not fake news. It is, it's wrong. I am I am right nope. on this one. True news. All right. So what are we talking about? Parks and Rec? Is that what the poll is? No, we're going to talk about the poll that we are settling the debate from last episode. If anyone has been literally on the edge of their seat, literally waiting for this episode just to come out, hoping that we did this poll, you're going to be satisfied right now. Why would they be? Is Help this... settle a debate between John and Dean. Oh, and from did, our last episode. I did put my name in front of yours this time. It should be... You skewed the results. Dean and John would be DJ. Or JD. People are JD as well. It's kind of... You know, there's something there. Our name together is two names. What's the question, John? Which Viking game is superior? Blood Rage or A Feast for Odin? <laughs> Based on the giant grin you have on your no, face. No, I don't have a grin. I think, uh, I mean, okay, the answer is Blood Rage. That is the answer. It might be. I'm going to be throwing you off. No, like the actual, there is a true answer and a false answer. We'll, we'll see. People said Feast for Odin because that's, you got that that grin on your face. I can see it. If they said a Feast for Odin, I want to know the percentages because this is simple. There's, <laughs> there's just only two. I'm just saying there's, sorry, it's not. there's only two. So just get it all out right now. And then I'll just tell you whether you're wrong and all that. 70-30. So the people sided with the most intelligent, best host of Meeple Town. Oh, so it is Blood Rage. John McPeters. <laughs> A feast for Odin. He's throwing them, um, you know, meats and beans down his belly. And it goes into his tummy. And he says, hey, girl, look at me. I am gussum, gussum, gussum stuff what are you rolling in the belly. singing about? Is that the theme for Feast for Odin? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm writing the theme song because oh, you're eating so crackers. much. You're, you're yes. showing you're showing your girl how much you can eat, and it gets and your belly's getting bigger. That's the whole point of the game. Oh. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's like the pop the someone you know board game. Pop the pig. You just keep feeding him until he busts. That's, you played pop the pig. 
I know I've seen the commercials, but that's basically <laughs> what Feast for Odin is. Euro style. So you you won. So you got really close on the percentages, though. I didn't only win. I dominated. Se- 67 to 33%. So thank you, Meeple Town, for being so supportive of the right answer. I mean, did you? I don't even need to thank them because they just, it's the right answer. Did you make people? I didn't do, I didn't nope. say whether or not they've played both games. Did, did you make that qualifier? You had to have played both games to vote in this poll. Nope. All right. It doesn't matter then. <laughs> it, this is null and void. We'll try this again. Craig says the real answer is Raiders of the North Sea with expansions, which I was surprised there weren't more people that were like writing theirs. I was, ex- I was expecting a bunch of people to go write other games, even though I specifically said choose between these two. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what the top-rated Viking games are now that I think about. It. I would imagine those three: Blood Rage, right? Yeah. So I, would I would think Blood probably. Rage, Feast for Odin, Raiders. I would imagine uh, Champions of Midgard would probably be up there probably. if I had to guess. This is interesting. Um, it is. What if we're both wrong? I don't think we are. Nah. I think that those would Feast for Odin is the correct answer. I I would respectfully disrespectfully disagree. Okay, before we before we get to the uh, what we've been playing lately, y'all, uh, we just got another review from Passionate Gamers, and I've never even read it. So this is like absolutely, and, and I see my I see my name here, which is just I'm I'm nervous already. Let me start off. This is this is Passionate Gamers. Let me start off by you, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I am actually rate the reviewer. That's what we're doing. Rate the reviewer reviewers is what this segment is called. <laughs> Let's start off by saying as We didn't polite, discuss this, but No, way. we didn't. I just pulled it up to see if someone had given another rating, and I've never even read this. Seriously. All right. So this, who knows? I get it better. Maybe I should check before I just read whatever. Maybe, maybe censor any yeah, language. I'll, all right. I don't think there is. I think <laughs> okay. it's all good. Let me start off by saying as politely as possible, John is one of the corniest hosts ever to grace the mic. Oh, I like this person. <laughs> I like it. I've cringed so hard so many times while listening to this podcast. That being said. Me too. He's also one of the most passionate gamers I've ever listened to, and he's complimented very well by his equally passionate co-host, Dean. Does that show that, does that mean I'm hot? I'm a hot? <laughs> so you just hey, no, no, listen, listen. He, this is, here's the positive. He calls me the host and you the co-host. Is that right? He says John is one of the corniest hosts. And he says, and he's complimented very well by this equally passionate co-host. <laughs> we are co-host in this show. You probably meant to put that there. I'm sure you did. It doesn't mean that. I'm sure you did. You're a co-host and I'm it's a It's not even co-host. over yet. You can tell these guys are great buds who love to play games and it's entertaining listening to their opinions. I especially enjoy their top game lists. Uh, just hearing how much they agonize over which games uh, and what spot shows how much love they put into the hobby. Check them out. Just be prepared for no fewer than five horrible dad jokes per episode. There you go. P.S. Oh, we got to catch up. What animal is hated by most board games? Big gamers. A cheater. Cheetah. <laughs> Hashtag jokes for John. Excellent. That's good stuff. That was funny. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like you. Um, all right. Let me let me read this. Oh, my you ready for this? You're, you're reading ratings. I okay. Read. All right. This one's not a rating. This was just a comment on the YouTubes. And it says, consistent, question mark. Interesting, question mark. <laughs> Gripping, hilarious. <laughs> yes, those Meeple Town guys. Listen, we're just, we're just patting ourselves on the back. 
this episode. All right, let's scratch the review. We're just going to read positive reviews about ourselves. We're even going to make some up because we don't have that many enough to do a full episode. So I think we just need to make some up. Oh, I'm just I'm just super excited about that. You know, I am corny and I'm I eat that up, but I am the host and you are the co-host. So <laughs> thanks for admitting that. All right. So, uh, what game have we been playing lately, Dean? We have been playing... We're only going to talk about one today. Uh, we mentioned a couple weeks ago we're going to be doing shorter episodes every week. Not super short. Who knows? This might be like four hours long. We'll see. Arkwright, the card game, is the game that we're going to talk about today. Now, this is a game that is currently on Kickstarter. If you're listening to this on the day our podcast releases, you have about a day <laughs> to back this. Uh Arkwright the card game is a is exactly right. So I've not played Arkwright the board game, but this is the card game version of that board game. This is a game that takes place in the late 18th century during the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. And you have four factories that you could potentially build. You start off with two. And you are going to be building these factories and on your turn, building up the factories that you have and also potentially building more factories if you want. Each each round consists of you producing goods in one factory and you're going to go down the line and produce in those four you'll play through three years and that's the entire game so on your turn all you're going to do is take one action that's yeah. it that's it all you're going to do so in the over the course of the game you're going to take 12 total actions then you're going to produce in that factory uh sell your goods you're going to move up on the money track 16 actions <clears throat> There's four four things, right? That's right. And there's is there four? There's only three. I'm, I'm waiting. For, I've got a big smile oh, on my boy, face right sorry. now. I guess there's only three eras. You're yeah, right. Yeah, three three years. I was thinking three. there was four. Maybe my, my <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, yeah. So just twelve, and then you are um, you're selling those goods. And the object of the game is you want to have the most stock at the end of the game, and you also are raising the price of your stock. So the value of your stock matters too. So if you have more stock than somebody else, but the value is lower. You could still potentially lose. So you have to raise both of those tracks up. This is a game that I thought I played this game and mm -hmm. I told John, start the drama, John, this is going to be your game of the year. I don't think I said that. I said, this would be a top 50 game is what I said for you. Did you? I think so. Honestly, I think that's what I said that. in the okay. text. At least okay. said it in my mind. I was like, John is going to absolutely love this game. It's an economic game. Mm -hmm. It's a heavier game. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell the weight because this is still, you know, uh, this is just a, a prototype that we're playing or a pre-production copy. I thought this game is right up your alley. It's engine building because all of the all of the actions that you're taking are to build up your engine mm -hmm. of producing all of these goods. Yeah, I was wrong. I've thought about this game a lot since we played it, and I still deem. Okay, first of all, I did enjoy the game. Like it's it was fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's uh, this like it's right right. Just I mean, not like as much he, as I thought. Yeah, you he would. was he was thinking like top fifty and all this. I think it's a fun game. Um, I do I do like how tight it is. Like I I tend I, I don't know for some reason I'm growing towards some of those tighter games. Sometimes I don't always love. I mean it. I don't know. It's like something I used to. It's not something I look forward to, but something I used to not like that I'm warming up to. Let me say that like. Yeah, like Agricola and stuff. Sometimes those can Lorenzo be Lorenzo Magnifico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I used to not love it, but now I'm actually enjoying those games a lot more. Uh, so I do, I do actually like that about the game. Um, 
there's some interesting decisions you have on your player board with like upgrading. So you do these little, this little upgrade thing at the end of your turn. Is it called upgrade Dean or I don't know what it's called. Yeah, you're basically you're doing upgrades to your You can your get a new card or hiring workers uh, and get yeah, or make yeah, your upgrade your upgrade things or be able to ship more goods if you want to ship. Just different things like that, which I think is pretty interesting. Um but I, you know, as I was playing the game, I don't know what it was about it that I just wasn't just it was fun, it was fine, but it was nothing that I was getting super excited about. I don't and I I think I worry about it that it it just that it might be kind of samey. Yeah, we talked about this. Now we did not play the expert expert variant. I've I've yet to play that in in my plays, but I do think you are correct. But the expert variant might change some of that. Yeah. I know that it changes some of the cards, and the setup is a little bit different. But if you're just playing the normal version of this game, the only thing that changes is your strategy. And mm -hmm. if you're playing a different position, like your set, my setup is different than John's in a two player game, which is set up, you know, in a three player game, the third player is set up differently than, than both of us. So that's different, but there's not like a huge variability in that, but the cards that come yeah. out for the upgrades are the same. The, um, the, the workers, like your deck of cards that you have, the, the workers that you're putting out your, um, all, you know, all the, the. Uh, quality cards and the you know all the other distribution ones all of those are the same from game I to game. I think that I think what it is Dean is that I thought about this a lot like the fact there's four factories and they're kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Not exactly but they not are. Not exactly but they are. Yeah. But they're really similar so it doesn't I wish there was something that made the factories like really feel different in the game and it's not you're kind of just doing the same thing with all two three four factories. I just felt like the game just felt like you're just constantly doing the same thing over and over again you do have those cards which really can mix up the game a little bit um there's cards that you're drafting not drafting but you're taking from if you were playing everdale the meadow you know like this mid this middle like tableau kind of thing and you're taking those in your thing but i would like to play it more i did enjoy the art is beautiful on this game but what it does dean is it just makes me want to play the board game and i'm worried that here we go again now i've never played the board game so you're hearing this and neither has neither has dean so you're hearing this discussion from two people who have never played the board game I'm I'm worried. That's not the right word. Um, I I believe it's probably going to be yet another card game that makes me just want to play the board game. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. However, but I haven't played it, so I can't say that for sure. I really like the card game a lot. I, I was really surprised because I knew I'm stunned. This should be opposite. We should be saying the same opposite. Typically, things. John likes heavier games. Engine building is is your favorite. It I, I like love I building. like engine building, but it's not like. I don't have to have it for John. You know, that's that's like tops for you. I feel like it's, it's high up there. Yeah, I don't have to have it because there are some games that I that are really high that I don't have to. But it's yeah, I really enjoy. If it, it. does, typically you're going to be more intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. The this economic theme um, is is your jam. Yeah, like, like all of those of things. But for some reason, I'm the one who really likes. I, I yeah. like it more. We both like it, but I really really like this one. And, but just like you're saying, it makes me want to play the board game. And right now. The board game is difficult to get, and yeah. that that's sad because I feel like people love this game. It's been intimidating for me for a while because I don't always love super, super heavy it's games. It's weighted at four and a half, not the card game, but the board game, I think. Yeah, that's a heavier game for me, like outside of my favorite games. Yeah. But I still really want to try it because I think I would like the board game. If it, if it has some similarities to the card game, Yeah, I really want to try that. Yeah. And I want to play it more. I mean, we just haven't we haven't played that much, but we just like to give some some thoughts. You know, this is when we do the what we've been playing lately. Just want to reiterate this for any new listeners. This is not a review. 
we want to play a game plenty of times before we actually review it, but it's just kind of like gut reactions after playing the game one, two, three times. Yeah, and it's um, we, we don't review full-on review preview games. This is a Kickstarter preview copy yeah. that we got, and that's, you know, we don't, we don't full-on review those games ever. There'll so. be some time left on it, right? Barely any time. You'll have a day, about a day, um, once this, once you download this right away, pretty much. But I would imagine you'd still be able to pick this one up. Um, I would imagine there'll be late pledges. I don't know that for sure. I don't have all the information on that. But but definitely check this out if that is your style. Um, if you've been interested in the board game and maybe even been turned off by the weight of it, I think you got to give this one a try. I will say the rule set is a little tricky to grasp at first i feel like i had to really read the rules a couple times to get this but it's not it's not uber difficult it's just grasping some of those concepts you you really need to play through a game at least they're around to this before it took me for a little bit to kind of grasp my mind around it grasp my mind around it what (laughs) (laughs) yeah grasping our mind around it speaking of grasping our mind around it let's get to our review of my city that would didn't work speaking of cities Let's get to our review of my city. No one talked about a city, unless you want to count Arkwright. Is that what you meant? Yeah, except he's a person. (laughs) Speaking of builders, let's get to my city. That's true. I forgot about that. All right, now it's time to look at a Reiner Knizia game. Reiner Knizia, where are you now? (laughs) <laughs> called my city remember those shows the where are you now where are they now and stuff oh that's a thing what mm-hmm. you did is a thing i don't know i just made that song up but where are you now where are you now it should be where are they now right like celebrities like mm-hmm. where's macaulay yeah. calkin now exactly he's playing Catan games on the youtube yeah, freddie prince jr's youtube channel we know where ryan reiner canizio i cannot talk today we know where he is He's making lots of board games. A lot of board games. One, including My City, which was a nominee for Kenner Spiel. It was, and more importantly, it was on... What's more important than that? My top 10 looking most looking forward to games. <laughs> Your list? Earlier, earlier this year. Yeah, is the first more important. year. The first, yes. I mean, it is. Did I say Kenner Spiel? I meant Spiel if I didn't say I think that. you said Kenner Spiel. Sorry, it's a Spiel de Jara's nominee. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the year, we did our top... 10 games we're most looking forward to. This made my list, which was obviously a mo- more important list in the Spiel des Jahres. Yeah. We flew in people from all over the world to come listen to John's list to see who is going to be the top of his games that he's looking forward to that he's never even played before. Booyakasha. Ali G. My City is from Cosmos, and the art is by one of my favorites, Michael Menzel. How about that, Dean? Which I like this. I like the box cover on this. I know I'm jumping around. I know that when Dean gives his rating on this game, he was kind of like, I'm not sure what to give it, but it just bumped it up to the higher amount just because Michael Menzel. And John never does that. I'm telling you, it is. (laughs) It is. I guarantee it. Clemens Franz. (laughs) So I really enjoy Michael Menzel art for sure. In this game, it is a pretty pure polyomino game. Yeah, um, the, pretty the, simple. The gist of the game. Now, this is a legacy game, but it also has a, an eternal version of the game that you can play. And in this game, all you're going to do is you've got this deck of cards. You're going to flip a card over that has a polyomino piece on it, probably. Like, you know, there are some variations as the game goes on. You're going to flip that card over, and then everyone's going to grab that piece and put it onto their board. And they're going to build up their city. And everyone has their own pieces. 
So Correct. like yeah. that's a, that's that's an interesting part the exact of what we'll same talk about. Everyone has the exact same pieces that are laid out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might change over time, but at the start of the game. Mostly, or the eternal game, it definitely is. Yes, yeah. Um, And yeah, so you're right, Dean. And then at the end, I mean, you're looking at your board, and if you have trees, every tree's worth an extra point. Every rock that you don't cover up with a polyomino shape is minus a point. And if you play in the eternal game, the first one to connect the gold mines together, yeah, they're called. uh, You're going to get three points, and you lose a point for everything you don't cover. Yep. And that is it. Every grass spot or whatever. That's that it. Is, that is absolutely it's that simple. It. Which is why it's a Spiel des Jahres nominee, mm-hmm. not the Kenner Spiel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, art and art components. Art and components. Really. Hyped to talk about it. Great art. The components are average. It's, I mean, it's just a polyomino cardboard game. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're right. However. I like the player boards. You can have. Yes. So they're the same thickness as like a good polyomino game. I'll yeah. say that. Not like plastic polyomino pieces in some games, but but like the good solid thicker piece of cardboard. So it's not like super thin is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So when you say average, I feel like it's average. I feel like that's what most people are coming out with. That's nowadays. right. But there are some games, particularly that that've been made farther in the past that don't have that thicker cardboard and which is why it's average for now. Yep. That is right. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dean. Yeah, but I wanted to clarify that though they because it does it has nice pieces for what this game is. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but but that's it. Like <laughs> I I think the art on the tiles is nice, but you're not really paying attention to it. If you look closely, I think the art is really good on those tiles. Yeah, it's good. But how often do you look closely at those tiles when you're placing? Not them? a lot. The bo- the the box is the best part of the art. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. really good. That box art is is pretty cool. So I like the art pretty well. Yep. That's it, though. Really nothing much else to talk about there. All right. So that's our review of My City. Is <laughs> what do you what think? Saying? <laughs> do you like it? Do you not like it? Come on. Okay. So this is a simple, pure polyomino game. You're just flipping a card and you're placing tiles. So when John and I played this, we sat down one night and we said, okay, let's play through the entire legacy version of this. 24 games if you play through the entire, mm-hmm. the entire game. We got to game, I think, four, and our heads were like, whoa, all right, maybe we're not going to finish this. Yeah. Let's play as much as we can. We played six that night, and our heads were, were a little foggy. It was a lot. We were. I was so tempted. I mean, seriously, I wanted to pull like a college college night. Like, let's play till three in the morning, and let's play all 24 episodes. I said that. Mm-hmm. And I was legit like interested in doing that and we both thought okay let's go let's see what happens maybe not all of them but we'll get as many as we can and then you're right when we especially when we got to that like sixth game we're like all right i'm tapping out we anticipated that we would get tired before like our brains would explode and this is this is interesting because it's not when you hear that i don't want you to hear like this is a heavy game it's by far not heavy it's not but when you're playing that many games and placing polyomino pieces your brain is constantly working out mathematically what's going to be the best place for me to put this and that it can be really draining but the the cool thing about this game is you start off the game is super simple like you have the very basic rules laid out for you what we just said about the eternal game minus even the gold veins yes yes so and rocks what, bad trees good yep empty spaces bad that's it that yeah. is absolutely it. That's the entire game. And so you play through that and you're like, okay, we can do this. Let's, let's, and you play through that first game in what, like 10 minutes? Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's really fast. Yeah, absolutely. The game is fast anyway. I mean, you play through the games, even with more of the stuff added, you're going to play through them pretty quickly. Yeah. But the cool thing about this is it has kind of like that um, Taverns of Teeth and Tall um, way of playing the game. Not it, it feels nothing like that game. I'm, conf- but Taverns I'm, of I'm interested Tall, in seeing what you're going to say right now. So Taverns of Teeth and Tall, you play the very basic game of this, and then you oh, add another module. Okay. Then you add another module. That. That's what this game does. And so when you say legacy, it's not like this... Um, changing storyline, you're still playing the same game over and over again. You're mm-hmm. adding rules to it, basically, is how it's yeah. legacy, and you're adding stickers to the boards and all of that. But more so, you're just adding a little bit, like, I mean, a very slight bit of complexity to yeah. every game that you're playing. And we don't want to spoil anything, and so we're not, we're towing around explaining some of this. Are right? there toes in this game? Was that a yeah, hint? You're just, your hint. Was that a clue? That is, there's a giant toe that someone puts in the middle of their board. And, oh, we and, haven't made it that far yet. And then you're like, that's totes. Cool. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. I haven't given my thoughts yet. That, that's yeah. Just... So let me give you my thoughts on two different things. The Eternal game and then the Legacy game. All right. The Eternal game is okay. Um, it's decent. It is. It's, it's a good family weight game. It's a good family weight polyamory. Here's the thing: I had this conversation with Dean before we started the podcast. I'm a little bit standard polyaminoed out, right? Like, if you throw, <clears throat> I really love polyaminoes in as like a piece to a game. I mean, a feast for Odin. If you all listen to the top, you know, my top 50 games, it was my number one game. I love it. I love the polyamino piece to that game. Really fun. Really brilliant. But you know, I've I, I, I and I love Uva Rosenberg. But you've got Patchwork, you've got Indian Summer, you've got Cars Guard. You know, you've got I and mean, there's there's so many. And we could Dean and I were actually going through all these different polyomino games. So to bring out another polyomino game that doesn't do anything much different than the other ones, the Eternal game is just okay for me. The positives, uh, it, the thing that I like most about it, and the thing I like, and this is also in the Legacy game, is that you see all of your pieces ahead of time. And you know potentially what you're going to get. I mean, I know you're playing patchwork or something. There's a circle. You can look on, you know, you can kind of see what's going on. But Dean's stealing your piece and a lot of those other games. Or I'm going to take the piece that he really wanted. Here, you really have a pretty darn good idea of what's there. But the whole push your luck, I guess, comes into what cards are flipping. And, um, yeah. And what happens, because there are some pieces that I will say not to spoil, that as the game progresses in legacy mode, and then you do play with them in the eternal mode, that if you cannot put it onto your board, you out. You out. Right. The right. game is over. <laughs> Which I got <laughs> Which hosed last game because of that. Awful. It is not awful. It's not. Um, no. And, and, and it was... It's, it's, it's going to be towards the end of the game that that happens. Yeah. I hope. Otherwise, you're really you're bad really at this bad, game. Yeah. And that's and that's the that's something that's interesting that I do enjoy. Um, I do like that push your luck element. Like last game, I just kind of, I feel like I'm playing these polyomino games. I told Dean like he plays dice games. Like I'm just risking it. Like man, all right, you know what? I'm gonna put that there. If this card flips over, then I'm hosed. And if it doesn't, then I might win. And guess what? I lost. Right. <laughs> I've lost this a lot. Um. So I I think that the Eternal game is solid. What do you think about the Eternal game? Let's throw you in. Your thoughts about the the eternal game only? I think it's a good family weight game. Um, I, I think you know if if you have a ton of polyo uh, polyomino games and you think I don't need another one, you're right. You don't 
you Agreed. don't need this game for, for the Eternal version. I feel very confident in that. Um, I would never buy this if it was just the Eternal version, but that is just a small part of the game. However, if you have zero Polyomino games and you're like, what would be a really good place to start? This would be the game probably. I, it's not I've, a bad place to I've start. I've got lots of games. You know, Patchwork is is way up there. We need, we'll need. we do a top Polyomino list. I feel like sure, we've, we've we played enough of these. Um, New York 1901 is one that I quite enjoy that also you have your own pieces, but there's some other pieces that you can get as well. Um, so there's lots of games that fit in this category, but if you just want a pure one, this might be a good place to start. Yeah. That's the eternal version. The legacy version of this, which by the way, we've already mentioned this, but I want to emphasize this is 24 games, 24 games. John, how many games in your collection have you played 24 times? Probably not a ton. Not a ton. Not, I mean, really not a ton, probably. That's a lot. So mm-hmm. even if you're just looking at the legacy version of this, which I think this is why you would buy this game. This is why you would look for this game is because of the legacy version, I think. 100%. Like so here's the, so let's let's talk about the legacy. I'll give you my thoughts on it. Here's what I really like about the legacy version. A, I don't play legacy games. Why? Cuz my wife and I can never get through them. We have a board game podcast and we do YouTube videos. There's literally no way we're going to get through 24 games of anything. Over time, sure, but not in a legacy format. By the time we get back to it, we have to kind of relearn rules. We forget where we were. It's just not happening, right? And so maybe some of you love legacy games. That's cool. We're not going, we're, we, we can't do that. However, with my city, we could get through this. Mm-hmm. As Dean mentioned, the first game was like, the first several games are 10 to 15 minutes. In fact, after that, they're still not that much longer than that. Right. They're, they're, so what, what we're talking about is a legacy game. And what's, and I, I can say this, it's not spoil. Inside an envelope is three games, right? I think that's how it is for all of them. So you can play, you could play just one of them, or you could sit down and play like the three parts of that part of the story. And it will take, I would say, under an hour. But what I love, love, love is straight up that fact where I could say in the game, it's so simple. Um, I think you could, even though I don't, I think it would be very hard to do, Dean. You could just pick it up and say, let's just play one round. But I think you're going to say, I just want to like, play again. It's like Lay's potato chips. Dean and I played the Eternal game right before this podcast. And I yeah, really wanted w- to play again. I wanted to play it again. Uh-huh. I did. Um, <clears throat> so I love that about this. This is a legacy game I could see myself playing through. Yes. I don't know if my wife's going to like it or not. It adds, like Dean said, just a little twist at the end of a lot of these episodes or whatever. So here's a little twist. Here's a little something extra. Here's a little something extra. But by the time you're in the sixth episode, or where, you know, like there's like a decent amount you're thinking about. Yes. So honestly, if you don't want to think decent amount, you could get, oh, it could get a little much as the game progresses. I'm not saying it's, it's not yeah. super heavyweight. No. But it's not gateway by the time you get to that part. Yeah. I, well, probably it is it's but borderline i think maybe. part of it is you if you're sitting down and playing that many games in a row it's it becomes a lot but if you're sitting down like if you're like okay how about for the next month we're gonna play through a game a day yeah i don't think it would have that same feeling i think it would still have like a gateway ish yeah feeling but you're right Lace maybe gateway show. gateway plus you bet you can't play but you one. can't do it there's yeah. no way that you can just play the first game but what's cool is i could sit down and i could play a filler game and then throw this on the end. Right? Yeah. Like, like let's play a couple rounds of this and it's another 30 minute game. And so I, I like that about it. Yeah. 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 
this game is fun. It's it, it's it's it, it was, really is. I, I get super excited. Now we have not explored all that that you have to play. I will say this. So I sat down with my eight year old and I was like, he's never played a polyomino game. I want to try this with him just to see what he thinks about it. And he really enjoyed it. We played not the Eternal game because I didn't want to throw everything at him. He doesn't. Uh, he likes games, but he doesn't always love them. He's got to be in the right mood. So we just played the very basic game, which was again just those three rules you got to cover up the green spaces you block the rocks you have to cover up the rocks and not cover up the trees that's what you're trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish to get points he really liked this in fact john his score was higher than yours in that first game just want to throw that out there (laughs) who cares when i say you it actually may no i think i won that first one if i remember right high risk high reward who cares that's (laughs) That's the way i go go big or go home (laughs) It's kind of weird. I'm usually very conservative in games, but not in polyomino games. <laughs> All right, I want to get to our final thoughts because it's not, again, it's not a super complex game. We yep. don't have to go through any any more intricacies necessarily. So what are your what are some of your final thoughts and rating, John? Okay, so I like I said, the Eternal game is doesn't stand out in the crowd at all. I don't I don't care that much about it. It's not a bad game. It's a fine game. I'd play it right now, but it's nothing that I'm like going to go buy the game for. The legacy game, however, as I said, is I, I really enjoy how it slowly adds to it, and I really enjoy how fast you can play games. This is actually a legacy game I could see myself playing through. I can't say that about almost any other legacy game. I This one, the reason that we're reviewing it right now, we weren't going to do this on the podcast. The reason we're reviewing it is because we were both very pleasantly surprised by this game. Yeah. Now, does this game blow my stinking mind? No. It's It's good. Seven and a half out of ten. I really like it. I'm I'm usually willing, absolutely, usually willing to play. I'm I'm in that borderline of yeah, I'll suggest it, but it has to be. There's a lot of other games I would rather play over my city for sure, but because of the quickness, yeah, seven and a half out of ten, very solid. I thought about giving it no, seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'm. That's exactly where I want to be with this game. Okay. All right, I am. I'm conflicted at how to rate this game because of the legacy aspect versus the eternal. So if you're just looking at the eternal, like if that was all of the game, I'd probably be at probably a seven, I think is where I would be at. A game I'd that probably I, be at like a six. Yeah. A, a game that I enjoy, not one that I want to play all the time, but I still think it's good for what it is. Right. It's good for what it is. Yeah. Sure. When you add that legacy piece in there, for me, it bumps it up that much more for a lot of reasons. One, the retail of this one is uh, $35, but you can get it for $24.99. $24. Yeah, we'll talk it, about that here in a second too, yeah. right? So that's a plus. When you look at, I play this, the legacy version 24 times, you're looking at a little more than a dollar a game. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And, and you know, th- it's interesting when things open up and you're like, ooh, what comes next? Like yeah. that that part of legacy games is, is really exciting. So that's a plus. The the rules as they get more complex it's again it's more of a gateway plus game which is one that i can get to the table with a lot of people Mm -hmm. i'm going to try i think what i'm going to end up doing with this john i think i'm going to end up picking this game up and trying to play it with my family um, to play through the entire game and in that case we probably would play it maybe one game at a time and Mm -hmm. just kind of you know have this series of a couple months where we play through this that's that's what i really want to do with this one because of the legacy part of this game and the excitement with that I'm going to give this one an eight. That's right. Yeah, it's good. However, with legacy games, you all saw, so Pandemic Legacy Season 1 was a top five game for me of yeah. all time. It's not in my top 50 right now, 
because how do I keep that in my top 50, right? It's not as exciting, right? It's not, and it's not, you know, that one's not one that I'm ever going to play. My City would be one that I would continue to play, but it would yeah. lose its luster, and so I think it probably would kind of settle more in that 7 range. But you can't look at it from that perspective. It is a legacy game. Yeah. You're going to want to play it that way. So for me, it's an 8. I really enjoy this game a lot more than I anticipated. Yeah, me too. And honestly, we haven't gotten through the whole game. So, I mean, we could yeah. end up liking we it a plan little on more. There, John and I plan We want this to together. because we like it that much. And yeah. you can play it that fast. Yep. It's uh, So, let's say, is it worth it Twenty four ninety nine. Heck yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. Like, I would, like, all right, so we got a review copy of this. Um, I'll, let's 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 say this as well. There are it can play four players. I don't think we mentioned that. You have there are stickers. You are going to sticker your board. You are going to ruin your boards. Ruin is not the right word, but it, that you can't play through it. Now the eternal game you can play through forever. Eternally. Eternally. That's right. <laughs> now Dean and I have played through this. There's there's four boards there. Still, two players will take up all the all the stickers right. for the most part. Right. So you yeah. can't say Dean and I are going to play it. And then my wife and I are going to go through this. Now we did say we could, we could by, <laughs> by taking a Sharpie and just drawing on your board what there is. And we actually think, yeah, if Dean picks this up, I'm going to take this back to the house and probably start drawing that. If he, I might would pick this up. If my wife wants to play this game, I will pick it up after getting a review copy just to play it through. That's how much I enjoyed this one. Here's what I want to do. I want to play through this. John and I plan on playing through this all the way. Um, getting, I do think I'm getting killed. Dean's this is so much better. At <laughs> that's why I want to finish this up. That's probably why. Um, so our plan is to finish this up, but I would like to play through this also with my family, even though I would know yeah. how everything plays out. I, I don't think it would give you that much of an advantage. No, 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 no. I don't think it would really. No, it wouldn't. I mean, yeah. if, you, but the problem is, okay, here is a negative about this. If you are, if you don't like polyomino games, one, you're not going to like this. But two, nah. if you're really, really good at this and somebody's not good at polyomino games, there's not this thing that's really going to help that other person very well, much. Kind of, though. Well, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, the legacy part, like, at the beginning in particular, like, you're getting things that are good on your board if you lose and bad. That's all I'm going to say, if you win. So that does help. It helped old Johnny Boy to win a couple But I do think it's slight. And on it is top slight. that, you know, you can upgrade buildings along with that too right so that sure. that happens and that helps that helps narrow that gap too but i do think that that's a challenge i don't know if it's enough but uh, yeah but if you're playing kind of on the same level playing field with the other people then that's really not going to be a problem um, or, or even a slight like if i'm slightly better at these games then those stickers coming out on the board and on your buildings really do help quite yep. a bit so anyway that is an eight for me overall and that's a seven and a half from John. Now we're going to get on to our top five games that we're looking forward to playing at the end of 2020. All right, Meeple Town, if you have been following us on YouTube, we recently did our top 10 games we are most looking forward to. We are calling this, Dean named it, the Meeple Town Forecast. You like that? John hated it at first. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love you it. You said fine. that's stupid and I want to burn it to the ground. Yes. I want the sun to get so hot that it burns the whole world, including the forecast staying to the ground. Maple Town we Forecast going, 2020. I'm going to burn Utica to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't watch Parks and Rec or The, or the Office, Office like, what are you do you think they about? like our show? Mm, I think they love it. Okay. All right. 
because that's the, a good poll. Because the host is really corny and funny, and the co-host is a good compliment to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that was my nervous, awkward, frustrated laugh. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> this is something that uh, we, the people, love, Dean. The people love this. Like it, it on YouTube, our we get pretty good views on what's coming out, and there's a whole lot coming out. It's it's exciting. The cult of the new is that is just is what it is, right? Do you think the cult of the new at this point in in the world is is as hype? Like, do you think people are as hype right now, like in 2020, as they have been in past years about new releases? I don't know. I don't think I'm paying it as much attention. We do a podcast and a YouTube channel. I don't think I've, I've paid as much attention as I normally do. I think it probably depends. On, some people may be pay, paying more attention because they've been at home a lot. and That could be. I'm just thinking like with conventions I having been canceled, really, that, that's really changed things quite a bit. I, it has. Yeah. But I'm hype on these games for sure. I am too. And so my number five, I'll go ahead and dive in, is actually it just came out. So it didn't. I'm using the same list as I did on the YouTube channel uh, last week. Oh, uh, everyone just shut off. This, right no, now. this released on the 27th, I think. So it just released a few days ago. It's in the mail. I'm getting it tomorrow. My number five game is Alma Mater. I am extremely hyped about this game. Um, this is a team that has put together. So it's like um, Flaminia, Brassini. Um, oh my gosh. I'm just so bad at this. Virginio Gigli and Stefano Luperto. Nailed it. Antonio Tinto. I know I'm just killing it, but this team, um, not, not all of those folks, but most, uh, several of those folks on the team, they've done uh, Coimbra. They've done Lorenzo El Magnifico, Il Magnifico. They've done uh, Gizia, uh, Shifting Sands, Terramara. If you've played that game, um, Leonardo da Vinci. So a lot of, a lot of games and, and some good games there, some good games there. So this is why mostly it's, it's the designers for me. Uh, the, the art does look beautiful. The components look fantastic. And also I've just heard from people I highly respect very positive things about this game. Uh, and also, Eggert Spill does good stuff. I think yeah. this is going to be minimally a solid game. I'm excited about It can't this flop. One. I don't think this one can flop. I love the look of this one. The components, the art on this one gives that Coimbra feel. It's, yeah. it's really beautiful. I've been. This has been on my radar since I saw it. Like I, I just have really been interested in this one. Uh, yeah, so that's Alma Mater. And hopefully, I think People Town, this will probably be a podcast review. It'll be at least a YouTube review for sure, but probably a podcast review. We'll talk about it on here for sure. Yeah, we'll talk about it for sure and let you know what we We're we going day to day on here on, on Meeple Town. It's true. So we, All right. We so that's, know what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> that's my number five alma mater. All right. My number five is a game that I don't think is in John's top five, which is quite a shame because you're a bigger Alexander Pfister fan. Or are oh, yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you are, actually. If I put him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not, not now. No. Alexander Pfister, Arno Steinwinder. Let's start talking about Pfister. Cloud Age. Yeah. Yep. This was in your top 10. It was in my that. top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the thing that I think I'm speaking for John here, but this mm-hmm. is actually on my list because I'm hype about it. It is supposed to be a less complex game than like Maracaibo, more complex than Isle of Sky. But from what I've seen, it seems like it might fall more on the like closer to that Maracaibo Great Western Trail, I think. But I don't know that I for sure. I hope so. I hope so. But it says Cloud Age is a mix of engine building, deck building, and resource management. I like that. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I, I mean, I think I will like this one a lot. It looks cool. There's not a ton out. This is one that was announced really not in the that too distant past. But it just, I think it's going to be good. 
Yeah, I am definitely I think, looking forward to that. I think the rule book is actually available for this now, but I haven't had a chance to read this. The box cover was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it really, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by the theme. I mean, of course it's Fister, so I'm intrigued. The only thing that, you know, had it a little bit down was the thought that it might be a little bit lighter, but who knows? Like I like some games like that in that wheelhouse. So it may be yeah. absolutely amazing. Sorry. The rule book is not available. I think it's, okay. it's within the next couple of weeks if I remember right now. So, well, I'm, yeah, I just played Dean. I'm in the middle of a game right now of great Western trail trail with the rails to the North expansion. Oh my gosh. Uh, whenever we do the video review, I might actually flip my top hundred a little bit. Really, fifty just to irritate you. Uh, why would that irritate me? Oh, I thought you'd be like, you're not allowed to do that. Oh, when we, oh, I got you. You're I gonna got say you. I'm not allowed to. Yeah, well, they're, they're locked in, so that we can argue about it. They're locked in. Is I, I'm waiting for the Gus Chiggins expansion for that. No, there you go. You you got to play that one again. The flow of Great Western Trail is beautiful, and that's not what we're talking about. I am excited about Cat Cloud Age. Yeah, and there I love go. that game too. Yep, fired up, man. <laughs> All right, so my number four is higher on Dean's list. So I do know that. So I'm going to pass over the four, four to Dean. All right. Four! This one is not on your list. This is by new designers Elwin and Min um, from CGE. This is Lost Runes of Arnak. This one is, is I'm really, really excited about this one. I've been trying to follow this one for a while. You know, you mentioned that on the last one. I, there were several people that said, oh, I didn't know about that. Now it's on my radar and I'm really mm-hmm. interested. So yeah. there you go. You did a service. Thanks. Thanks, John. Good job. And thank you, Meeple Town. Good job, Beauregard. This one combines deck building and worker placement in a game of exploration, resource management, and discovery. That's Dude, what it says on the website. Yeah, I was going to say, you can read a description with the best of them. Yeah. But that's all I needed to know. It's the deck builder with worker placement. I think the art is cool. The theme is seemingly great where you're going through uh, looking for treasure through the through um, through the jungle. So anyway, I'm, I'm hype on this one. I think it looks really cool. It is by new designers, but it's by CGE. So they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So my number three is... Praga Kapu Regni. <laughs> I hope I nailed it. Did you, you just made that up. What is that? <laughs> nope, I nailed it. Praga. It'd be Praga Kapu Regni. Uh, that's definitely right. You know, there's two words. Is the only reason I'm interested in this. Actually, it's not the only reason, but Vladimir Suhi. I'm, I, most of the time, Meeple Town, you're going to recognize that I am most excited about games that the designers... I mean, it's like it's like music, Dean. When the Beatles came out with a new album, that how is that number one? Not number one for so many people, right? You know they produce great stuff, so why would that not be high? Why take a risk? Why take a flyer on a newbie? Yeah, maybe it's worth it. Maybe you want to push your luck a little bit. Dean? Dean's pushing his luck a little bit on his list. Maybe we need to go back and look. We should do this. We should do a, a segment or an episode one time, Dean, where we look back at our most anticipated and say, were they actually good games or not? That actually was our original thought. We were going to do that originally. So we need to do that. We'll anyway, do that. but this game, though, it's not... All right, so it's not just Vladimir Suhi. Like, it has this really interesting crane thing. I'm going to read a little bit of the description, just like Dean did. All right. Um, by, by expanding their wealth and joining in the construction, they gain favor with the king. We're wealthy citizens that are building projects in medieval um, Prague. So it says, players choose from six actions on the game board. The action crane that are always available, but which are weighted and constantly shifting array of cost and benefits. So it's like this crane, that, like this weight, that it's shifting based on, I, I don't know what, 
I haven't played the game. I haven't get, got a chance. I don't think there's a rule book yet. By using these actions, you can increase your resources, improve your, improve your strength, and build a new proc city or whatever. So it, there's this really interesting idea of this, an action crane, almost like I think scales and balance that's constantly shifting in the game. That sounds so interesting. The, the art on this looks really great too, doesn't it, Dean? It does. This was actually, if you watch our video, I think I talked about it on there. This is my number 11. I'm really excited Man, about this. I one. think it's going to be. I'm, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, and I, Suhi's so great. I'm just like, super excited about this game. Yeah. There you go. That's my number three. My number three is. You ready? Two words, John. Martin Wallace. Oh yeah. Ready for that. Now, okay. This one is Anno 1800. This is based I'm off of a one. popular uh, computer game. This is a, uh, an industry building game. The problem is I'm not sure if this one's going to be available in English in 2020. I, I think it's not, I might be wrong about that. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be 2021 if, if I remember right on that one, but this one, you've got your people that have their desires for the products they want. So at the beginning of the game, this is again, reading the description. I don't know if exactly how this plays out every time, but they want, they might want clothing, right? They might want um, bread, but then they're going to want more stuff because people are never satisfied, John. I'm so excited. They want, they want lots of other stuff after that, and you got to keep your people happy. And that is what this game is based on. I'm pumped about this one. You're a people pleaser. But again, I've never played the, because I, it's the game of people pleasing, there or probably go. ticking people off is what it's about, I would imagine. Because you, you can never satisfy all the people. No, there you go. Anyway, that's Anno 1800. Pumped on this one. A lot of that is because of Martin Wallace. But also, I think the theme sounds cool. Even though I've never played the video game, it sounds like a game I, I would enjoy. Yeah. The video game and the board game. Yeah, there you go. Exciting, man. Yep. I'm excited about that one as well. That was one that I didn't pay too much attention to, but I do like Martin Wallace generally. And that was that's probably pretty high on ones that I'm interested in that's on your list. Now, my number two is a game that just came out is this out this is out so sorry this is another one i'm not apologizing this is one that just came out last week um <clears throat> i haven't played it yet but i'm putting it on the list and that is Tekhenu obelisk of the sun it's david Surtzi and daniela tassini and it's kind of in that whole zulkan teotihuacan vein both zulkan and teotihuacan both made my top 50 teotihuacan was in my top 10 I love that game. It is dead gum amazing. And because of those two reasons, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I have to be super fired up about this game. And there's some, there's 143 ratings in, 8.1 right now. That's not a lot of ratings. That's pretty positive, though. It's a good start. I'll yeah. just say that. It's a good start. And I, I've only heard positive things from people who have played this. So, yeah, anyway. there are going to be a lot of people really, really hyped up about this one. I am fired up. It was my number one earlier this year. And it may be my, I've, I, I put something else in front of it just to kind of mix it up a little bit, but shaking things up, just to shake it up a little bit. But I, I really think, I really think that this could be even game of the year. It's that, that's how excited I am. Now it could totally flop. That's why they call you Johnny Shake and Bake. That's Shake and Bake. I'm gonna shake him right now. If you were looking at me, you see under the table I'm shaking it now. <laughs> this is and a I'm Baking my bread in the oven. This. Baking my <laughs> bread in the oven. Oh, 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 oh. Cannot describe how uncomfortable I feel right now. I'm shaking my hips, man. Okay. 
I'm a hip shaker. Okay. Okay. That's All my right. number two. My number two, I think, is on your list. It is on your list. I don't know if it's... <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's trying to hold it in. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Sometimes, Meeple Town, we just need to set up a camera to show faces that are that we have. We got to do Meeple Town Live again. Hey, that's right. We yeah, need, we, we need we to schedule that. that. We should do that. Yep. Yeah, we really should. All right. Okay. okay. I think my number two is on your list, but I don't it know is. if it's... Okay. Monasterium. Yep. This is uh, This is your number one? No, no, no. Oh, it's on it your my top number ten. Four. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was my number four. Oh, this is one you're talking about. Okay, yes, glad you have my list, but I don't have yours. Monasterium is by design designer Arve uh, Fuller. I don't know if I said that right. I would say Arva. 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 Arva Fuller. 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 I don't and, know. And uh, Arva did one of the uh, one of the chronicles for Glenmore Two Chronicles, and yes. has done several other games as well. Uh, Pagoda, if I remember right. El Gaucho. Yeah. Is that, that would probably be his, one of his big call to fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this one, the thing that really drew me initially was the theme. Yeah, I think the theme's awesome. Love the theme, which is you're building up this monastery. You are uh, helping young monks kind of come into their own. And you're trying to be also the best monk of all the monks, which I think is... Amazing. Maybe a little uh, counterintuitive to that culture. I am the most pious of the monks. <laughs> I love it. I am the most pious of them all. Uh, maybe a little counterintuitive to what they're trying to accomplish, but in the game, I guess it works out that way. I Depends on where you're at. Love the look of this game. I think it looks fantastic. You've got I don't uh, now the the rule book is available for this one. I've actually read it uh, a, a little bit of this one, but this has got some dice placement yeah. in here. Um, the the I'm always going with the look. The look is fantastic. It just looks like that midweight euro that's going to be my jam. Yeah, and I again I've read a lot of the rule book as well. This is this. List is not to go into all the details about everything, but the way that the dice work is really interesting. I'll just say that. If you go on BGG, you can actually look at the entire rule book. Really intriguing about the way the dice roll, the, di the way you choose your dice, the way you place the dice. It, it seems like some pretty interesting mechanics. And like Dean said, it just seems like it's right in that that vein, that Euro-y goodness. Love the theme, and I'm really hyped for this this game. Yeah, you can actually, initially when we did the video of this, we you could just see the cover of this one yeah. they actually have a, a gameplay mock-up i don't know if this was from like tabletop simulator or what this is but um or maybe an actual picture it's kind of hard to tell uh but this is uh it, it gives me those feels of some of those older euros that i really enjoy quite a bit i just uh, yeah i'm pumped on this one maybe i'm too pumped on this one before knowing enough about it hey well there you go but I, that's all this list right i mean we're just making stuff up as we go we're just we're just yeah we're just pulling it out of the air. The air. Nailed it. Let's say that. Monasterium, number two for me, number four for John. Number one for John? Number one game. The game I am most looking forward to, and I hope it comes out this year. It says <laughs> 2020. It is a designer that I, I don't generally like. What? <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing the drum roll, but you're not actually like making any noises. You were doing it for me. <laughs> you know, You know what that was from. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Gotcha. Uwe Rosenberg, actually my favorite designer. Clemens Franz, all right? Um, <laughs> Hallerto, which is a game about farming and beer brewing because this place is known in Germany for their hops. And so, honestly, that's it. That is why I'm super excited about it. I was known on the basketball court for my hops. <sighs> that was pretty good, but I guarantee that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right about that. Oh, I was at my house this week, and we have like a really open um, living room, and there's this part of a ceiling I jumped up and I touched, and I was like, yeah. And like my kid, my my ten year old was like eyes wide open, like, how did you touch that, Dad? I was feeling gangsta. And then I, I was like, get that measuring tape out. And it was nine feet, which isn't terrible. <laughs> but I was thinking, um, I, I thought it was going to be nine feet, but I was hoping. I was hoping it was more towards the tenor. Could you ever touch the rim of a basketball goal? Yeah. I, I was able to graze it back in the day, but not I couldn't ever grip it or anything. No, no, like no. That. I couldn't grip it either, but I could, I could touch it. And I always felt really good about that. I had this growth spurt in high school. And then when I was able to do that, I was like, I'm on top of the world, but on top of the world yep. with my hops. What's the game you're talking about again? All right. So anyways, Hallerto, I just, those are the reasons why you can actually go now. Uh, the opinionated gamers actually did uh, got have like a whole review of it, which was really, really good. I'm not going to go into details about that. I'm just going to say, I mean, legitimately, I mean, this game is farming, Uva and hops. That's all I need. Dean, that's all I need. Yep. I think I, I, I just and the art is great, so I'm I am all in. I'm buying it immediately. Hopefully, I'm going to get a copy of it. Did anyone doubt this? This was no. Be- I mean, it's the most obvious answer for me. But yeah. number one and number two probably are. He does have other games coming out, right? Or at least other game. Yeah, he just had New York Zoo come out as well, which honestly yeah. I'm not interested in because of what I said about well, my what city. we said earlier. Yeah, it may be an amazing game, but I'm just kind of like meh. Like, I don't want another... The theme of this one does... It's interesting. This w- this was somewhere in... My, like, it was on my, like, longer list of, like, maybe top 20 or something. You could see this being really good, though. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of the theme. I think the theme is is cool. Yeah. Check it out. Um. Okay. My number one is... I think was on your list somewhere, if I remember right. Stefan Feld, Castles of Tuscany. Yeah, it was number six, I believe, on my list. Okay. So, so you don't have to watch the YouTube video. You, everyone's heard. Actually, you do because we haven't. There's. Oh man, my number six is really. I'm hype on that one. I almost moved it into my top five. I'm not going to say what it is though because I'm going to force you. Okay, to go to I thought about listing it. these off, but let's make them go. Yeah, watch no, no, no. It. We're going to force you. We, go we, to the YouTube's. Type in Meepletown 2020 Mid-Year Forecast. Yeah, that. Oh, I'm pumped on that one. But my number one game, I'm really hype on too. The Castles of Tuscany, which is a follow-up to one of my favorite games of all time, Castles of Burgundy. Stefan Feld, there is still, I still don't know a whole lot of information about this one. So you can find a picture of the gameplay, but I don't know if it's a prototype or if it's final production. I have zero idea. All I have is the description in BGG, which says, I'm not going to read the whole thing. The beautiful Tuscany region in the 15th century is the home of the Italian Renaissance. As influential princes, the players make creative decisions to build their region into a flourishing domain. You think it actually feels like that? No. No way. Absolutely not. But it will be the the person who has the most points at the end of three rounds will be the winner. <laughs> Do you think it feels like that? Yeah, probably. I mean, for this, the reason, I mean, Dean, where was Castles of Burgundy on your list? It was your top 10. Do you remember what number it was? Uh, I've actually got it pulled up right now. It is my number six game. Of all time. I mean, yeah, of course this has to be number one for you, right? Doesn't have to be. I mean, I'm really hype on this game, but I mean, you love Castles of Burgundy, Castles of Tuscany. Yes, take my money, right? Um, yep. I'm looking on here to see like if any of those other ones, out of all these other designers, I've got a lot of new designers in my top ten. Yeah. But other than Martin Wallace, like, yeah, that's definitely Stefan Feld's one of my favorites. So there you go. 
All right, that is our top five games for the Meeple Town forecast of That's 2020. It. Boom. Maybe it should be like uh, don't change it now. Almanac. No. Okay. Forecast. Forecast. Meeple Town forecast. That was my we idea. We have to go with it. Dean's idea. Book it. All right. All right, John. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. We are really loving those reviews. I mean, it's been a, a blast to review. The, hey, we didn't uh, five out of five stars. Obviously, on that on that one, five out of five stars. What do you give it? Oh, you give it we're a five reviewing, on Yeah, we're reviewing the review of the reviewers. Through, uh, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. That was awesome. So so much fun whenever y'all do that. We love that. Um, we're checking iTunes for all those. I haven't been checking any other ones. I, I don't know. I'm not checking all the things. But anyways, we'd love for you to do that. If you go to Meebletown Games, you see all of our stuff. We're at Meebletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Hey, wait. Before I say oh, the final line... Gosh. Please send us your questions. We're going to be going through some questions. Oh, yeah. If you're still listening at this point, mapletownmail at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions so we can answer them on the air. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. John, that song. <laughs> what song are you talking about? Shaking. What are the lyrics to your song about? I don't know. I was shaking it. I was shaking my hips under the table. <laughs> Shaking my hips under the table. Hi, oh, Caramba. Yeah.